Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, Metallica seeks and destroys Taylor Swift. Is it just a blank space in the record books? Lee Anderton responds to KDH, but who will claim victory? Also, Stephen Jenkins living in a not-so-semi-charmed kind of life, and Effort will do it live. We're not backed by anything this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. And now, here are the guys, Matt and Dave. Ha <laughs> ha Hello everybody, I'm Matt. And I'm Dave, and I'm sitting here with a guy who just likes the fake laugh. <laughs> that was an intentionally fake laugh today this week. For you. <laughs> just for you. Well, hey, I'll take it any any day I can get it. Any day you can welcome get it. Welcome to the pod, everybody. Welcome, welcome. And um yeah, we're 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 gonna have a more some more fun for you guys. Hope you guys are enjoying it. So thank you to our loyal listeners. And if you're new to the show, you're checking us out just now. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hope you come back next week for some more uh, more shenanigans. And uh, those who listen weekly, you know where you can find us, at Guitar Dads Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Come join the Facebook group. We're having a lot of fun over there, as I say every week. But I mean it. We really are having a lot of fun over there, posting a lot of fun stuff and like banter back and forth and commenting and you know all that kind of stuff that goes on all over Facebook. And we would definitely appreciate it if you could help support the show, help keep this thing going, because it really does help keep it going, um, over at patreon.com slash guitar dads podcast, where we have multiple tiers for your for your viewing pleasure. And if you would like to donate, we would be so thrilled and so excited. Um, and those of you that are, that are patrons, thank you so much for your support. And um, now that we got everything kind of out there, I think we can move on. We can move on. Did I miss anything? No, I think you get it all, Dave. Yeah, the patron, if you're so inclined, go and help us out. It really helps us keep this show going, keep this show on the road. And um, yeah, but we're alone this week, Dave. We had a couple of great weeks of great interviews with some very cool gear builders, um, copper sound, pedals, and Doug Cower from Cower Guitars. So very yeah. cool. And I'll tell you what, man, my I'm gassed up for the Cower Guitars now after talking to Doug last oh, week. Oh yeah, you should be. And I'm and, I'm, and we're gassed up for uh, for Copper Sound pedals too because we've been we've Oh been man. Checking. You've been you finally got those in your hands a few weeks yeah, ago and I got you've been those checking those my, out. Yeah. Yeah. I got those in my hand and I'm loving them. I really I think, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite out of their kind of catalog of pedals, but for me, the one I keep gravitating towards is the Broadway, which is that one that looks like a telly, telly pick guard. So I, cool. I got to get in touch with the guys over there and, yeah. and get myself yeah. a sparkle. Al- get Alex on the horn. Yeah, get Alex on board with the sparkle. I wonder if he would. I think he maybe he consider doing that because you can get a custom he's, custom enclosures. You know? Yeah, he's got to make me a custom Broadway red sparkle. I'm in. Oh, or maybe it's purple. Be now. Doug Cower got me excited about the purple sparkle. Maybe it's a purple sparkle telly, Dave. So you and I, and of course, and (laughs) Philip, of course, in the forty watt pod, um, got into a a a discussion uh, a few weeks ago about sparkle guitars, and 
And I am, I think I'm in the minority because I, I'm just not a sparkle guy. Now, a lot of people Doug, are not when sparkle Doug pop, people. Yeah, I know, but I, a lot of people are. But with that purple, uh, what was it? The banshee? I forget what was. Yeah, the it was the ban- It was a banshee. Oh, yeah, it was a banshee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that I can get behind. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, because some people think it looks like a bass boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think bass boats look cool. Sorry to say, I yeah, think they right. do. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the sparkle is the way to go. I love it. I love any kind of sparkle. You know, the other thing that's cool about sparkles is like what um, the Fender Custom Shop does and Novo does where they can give you like the, the – oh, actually, I think Novo won't do an under finish of sparkle anymore. I don't think they'll do that. But you see these guitars with the under – like yes, there's that, like a that, worn down that, finish and under yep. it is sparkle. That To me, that's super cool too. That's so, kind of cool. I can get behind that too. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. The whole sparkle thing. I just, I, I haven't jumped on that train, and and I know a lot of people have, and a lot. I don't know. It's, it's a very like for me. It's like a, it's, it's, it just, it doesn't have the look that I'm looking for. I'm, I get you know it. Me. I'm more of a traditionalist. I, totally, I get that, it. You know, I mean, look at my guitars back there. The more, I, what, what can, what, what more can I say? I'm, I'm not. I'm more oh, of a traditionalist in terms of like colors. But anyway. So shall we get into the Dataverse? Let's get into the Dataverse. We haven't been in the Dataverse for a couple of weeks. I'm excited to be into it now. All right, let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get back into the Dataverse, the, the Dataverse. News and Notes segment. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously this summer, Taylor Swift was ripping ripping headlines left and right, right? Yeah. But her, the record she was breaking for the tour that she, you know, she, she was already over a billion in ticket sales, right? Yep. And, the and, tour, that's, the Eras, and then the Eras tour is the Eras grossed tour. over a billion, correct? Yeah, which is unbelievable. But now, go. is that ticket sales only, or is that merch included? Oh, I, th- I think it's everything. I think it's all. Sales. It's everything. Okay, I, so it's I, a billion, I, I, right? I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know. But if, when usually when they say tours, gr- grossing tours, they mean everything. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's just ticket sales. It so, could just be ticket yeah, sales. But anyway, these, this what prices are going for. I wouldn't be surprised. This is a little. This is a little bit of a padded kind of record here, but yeah, Metallica. Metallica has beaten Taylor Swift for the state for the uh, uh, for the for the record uh, of attendees. At, so at it's SoFi, SoFi Stadium, Stadium in L.A. Yeah, um, but I say it's padded because for this reason, she you know they they're playing in the round and they also have that snake pit, so it's in the middle of the stage and everything, so they, they can fit a lot more people, That's a lot why. more fans yeah. on the field. And that, you know, so that, I think it's like a, I think it was like an 8,000 uh, fan uh, difference. Yeah, and you know, th- this came up before with Ed Sheeran, because he broke a record somewhere. Yep. I forget where, in Jersey maybe, I don't know. Um, and um, and it's because he plays in the round, right? He's He plays, right. he performs yep. solo most of the time. And he plays in the round, so you know you, you don't lose that whole stage behind. So, yeah, it's interesting. Good. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we think about a band like Metallica being able to go out there two night, three night stands at stadiums. These guys have been around for forty years. I mean, it's really kind of unbelievable. I mean, it's just. Did you see Phil X's post? Uh no, no. Tell me. He he had been. I think he went to one of the Jersey shows. Oh really? Um, oh, okay. You know, at it, it MetLife, and um, yeah. he was commenting that the sound was terrible. Oh, interesting. The Metallica sound yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Yep. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Well, so I found that to and, and good. For, you know what? I thought the first I, I read that. And my first thought was, oh wow, okay, shots fired. But good for Phil. You know what? 
fans need to hear this because we, we've gone to stadium shows. I think it's really hard to get good sound at, at these giant stadiums. Yeah. I just think it's yeah. a challenge. It is tough. You know? it, it depends where you sit. And Phil X, I got to believe, probably had pretty good seats because they probably like yeah. gave them good seats or something, you know. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So, you know, yeah, the sound is really, a t- and, you know, and they got all this equipment and all these people. You would think the sound would be really good. It's like, what excuse do you have to not have good sound? Yeah, it's, but it's acoustics, yeah. physics. It's just the, it's, it's just, just the, way the way it, it is, is, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. There's so much echo that depends on all these. St- it's hard to, and you, you, you know, I can only imagine as a sound engineer, you're, you're you're plotting out the tour route, and all these stadiums are going to be different. You know, some are in completely enclosed, some are partially open. Uh, you got domes, and you got all this stuff, all these factors, yeah. variables that you can't necessarily control. No, I think that's really weather. a really good point. Yeah, you know, I think it's hard. So I don't, I don't necessarily like, I don't knock bands for sounding but, terrible, but in a way, it's like when when you sound that bad, that's where I I I have a problem. But especially like when you look when you go to the best sound people in the world. Right. You have the best people at your disposal, the most cutting edge, best equipment in the world at your disposal. It's like money is no it's almost like these 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 acts go to these sound people and say money is no object. Make us sound the best we can sound. You think they'd be able to pull that off in a reasonable and maybe way. Maybe that's the best they could sound with the type of stage they had yeah. going. I mean, it was a very cool concept. Yeah. I like it, but you know, it, it maybe it just it impacted the sound so negatively. Yeah. And that's that's really a shame because the tour's been killing it. It's a damn so. shame. But I, you got to hand it to the guys well, 40 years later doing shows like this. You know, we've talked about this before on the pod, how they're doing two nightstands and completely different sets um, Insane. each night. I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, this is amazing. We've talked about James Hetfield, Papa Het. How he's still got the voice, he's doing it. I have heard some shade thrown on Lars in this yes. tour. Um, there was one specific thing I saw where somebody posted a comparison of a video Metallica released of a, a live clip of one of the new songs. Um, well, I don't know. Actually, no. I think it was an old. It was an. It was an older song. It was a song off like Ryan the Lightning, where there's a lot of double bass kicks. I think is what it was. And somebody posted. Um, a video that Metallica had released from, you know, supposedly a live video. And then some, and then they posted, well, this is actually what was happening at the show. And like the double bass kicks were just totally off, right? Like the, oh. the supposed real w- w- version from the show. So Lars was getting beat up um, in the comments on that. But it's like, you know, if you listen to some of the drumming, it's kind of ridiculous. So it's like, can can he really can you really realistically expect them to do that night in and night out and do stuff that he did like close to 40 years ago too? It's a great point. And I I thought I saw, I was scrolling through Instagram before we started recording and I came across uh, their latest or one of their latest posts and just watching Lars go. And I'm thinking, I how old is Lars now? They're all in their sixties, right? Yeah. Like 60. So, or at least they're close to it. If no, no, definitely over. Yeah. They're they're, they're in their sixties for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking like Lars, geez, and the type of the beats that that guy is putting down. I yeah, mean, he's still at his good. age. It's not, he's not like, he's not like freaking Charlie Watts over there. You know, that's like, yeah, <laughs> he's so like, he's a, he was a killer drummer too, but he's, but what the, the, obviously Stones versus Metallica and the type of music you're playing and what he has to do night in, night out. Lars, um, it's it says, pretty insane. It says here, Lars is 59. Like, he, he's only 59. Yeah. He oh, must've wow. been like, oh, you know, that's kid. right. He's the baby of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, anyway, um, yeah, he must have joined really young. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, but Lars is also one of those metal drummers that everybody kind of loves to 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 throw shade on and give him a hard time and say that he's never was never good. And I'm like, was never good. Like, are you listening to the? Like, do you listen to the music? Like, we talking about he was never good. Like, it's ridiculous, now, in my opinion. I, I I have spoken to some drummers, and I'll tell you, they they comment about his technical skills. Um, and these are some of these guys are the guys that like they they really enjoy. They're, they're the real like metal thrash kind of guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is very technical. Um. And say what you want about the music, but the drumming is the music. It's insane. The, the musicianship is just insane. Um, and that's and people give Lars a little bit of you know a little flack because he's not as technically sound as some of these other guys. But you know what? It's Metallica. F you. Yeah. It's Metallica, man, dude. Yeah, and they, you know people throw a lot of shade at Kirk Hammett too. They say he's not good either. They say he yep. hasn't written a good solo since the Black Album, which actually might be true. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh come on, man! <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get blasted in the comments for this. Okay, but go. You know what? I mean, people give you a hard time for saying this, but go listen to Load and Reload. Okay, those are two really good. Okay, albums. no, there are some good solos on that. I think that's a great point. So, okay. Anyway, let's move on from anyway. Metallica. But Metallica, shout out to them. Love them. Shout out to them. All right. Anyway, so uh, did you see this? Uh, did you see this viral video that was going around the the interwebs, the guitar interwebs of Stephen Jenkins, of course, of Third Eye Blind fame? Yes. Um, and as we've done, we did our whatever happened to Third Eye Blind. I don't remember Long what episode time ago. it was, but go back and listen. He is pretty much Third Eye Blind. There's no other original members as as the band. That's but right. anyway, he was caught in an airport. Um, Speaking to a so-called fan who was videoing the whole thing, asking for his autograph, and and Jenkins, you know, rightfully or wrongfully so, basically said he called him out. Are you really a fan? You know, name name a song. <laughs> you know, name a song on. Did he say like name a song on this album, whatever album it was? Yeah, on right? like or one of the, yeah, songs? on like their third album that came out, on like a, an obscure album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So a, their third album, which nobody really paid that much attention to. So he, yeah, and the and the and, the, and then the, and then the guy, you know, this this supposed fan starts yelling at him like, "Come on, man, you're gonna quiz me like." Give me a break. But and then and then Jenkins says, he goes, Well, you know, look, there's an industry out there on eBay where people turn around and sell all this signed stuff from from artists and celebrities and stuff. And the and then he's like, Okay, fine, I'll sign one. And then when he goes over to have him sign it, you can see that the guy's literally holding a giant stack, a stack. of albums. Yeah. So this guy totally was somebody that was looking to just get him to sign a bunch of stuff so he could put it on right. eBay. Now you know, it's totally Jenkins, you know, prerogative to be like, no, I don't want to be a part of that. It's ridiculous. Although I would argue, like, if your stuff's out there, you know, maybe it's going to help you out a little bit. I don't know. The better off you but, are. But at the same time, like, My- you don't want to flood the market with all this stuff that you sign because then, of course, you know, the value is going to be down. It's the value goes way supply down. Supply and demand. So I, I totally My- get where Jenkins is coming from on this. Especially if someone comes know? up with you. I- yeah, if someone comes up with you with a stack of albums because that's, that's literally yeah, but- what happened. Oh, of you course, know. it's what happened. But my my problem with with Jenkins is that he he acted like a dick. It's one thing to say, "Listen, man, I'm sorry. You know, I'd really love to, but right now I'm just not doing autographs. I gotta go. I gotta catch a flight. You know, perfect, fine. See you later. Whatever. The guy might be upset, 
People might be upset by that, but at least he's not acting like a dick. He, if you want, go back it and is watch dickish. this video. It is. But I feel he yeah. acts like a dick. But he's like calling him out on not really being and a fan. It's like, but dude, why should he sign something for somebody who's not a fan? Why? You're Stephen Jenkins. You weren't. You haven't been popular in like thirty years. Okay, not maybe not thirty, but what, like twenty five now. 20, I would say right? twenty six. Yeah, no, they were still pretty Somewhere big in that the range. early two thousands. They they were yeah a little bit. Yeah, yeah so they were, let's say but, twenty years, but still. 20 years. But still, it's his prerogative, and why should he sign something for somebody that literally doesn't even care and can't even name? A I don't song? think he should. No, I don't think he should. I think you, but you also need to. You also need to understand, and the guy's filming it, obviously, right there, so he knows it. You need to be aware that this stuff is just going to go viral, no matter what. That's it a good is. Point. So maybe yeah, you I'll shouldn't be a dick. No, you're right. Don't be a dick. And he wasn't. I don't think he was being a total dick. I think you so. think he was. He was being. I think he was trying to be a dick because he was so? mad that the guy's got this stack of CDs and he's trying to get signed. Well, he's at least he him asked signed. him a question to confirm if he was a fan. What if the guy was like, name the song? I mean, I couldn't have named the song off that album because I didn't pay much attention. <laughs> I, I would have said to him, I wish you could step back from that ledge, my friend, or something. <laughs> uh, I just think, I think celebrities, you know, I, I get it. They're always in a spotlight. People recognize them constantly. It's got to be annoying. But again, you chose that life. So it's one thing to be, you know, it's one thing to be approached by a fan and be asked a question that you don't like it, but it's a whole different thing in the way you react. Yeah. You know, all he needed to is. say was, listen, man, I'm not doing autographs right now. I got to catch a flight. I really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Valid. Now, here's later. the other thing, man. It took me watching that video a few times to even recognize who the hell it was. This I guy, we, you, you and I could have walked by him in a in a mall or at an airport no idea. or in a restaurant and would have had no idea who the heck he was. You know? I could have walked past him on stage at a Third Eye Blind show. I wouldn't have known it was Stephen <laughs> Jenkins. I mean, he was kind of unrecognizable. And it's like, yeah. who, I remember looking at this and I was like, who is this guy? And then like you look in the comments and you're like, oh, it's freaking the guy from Third Eye Blind, Stephen Jenkins. Right. Anyway, so, okay. Well, they, there you have it. Interesting times. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions, and we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in, and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. There you have an interesting time. So you don't, so you, you don't, you don't agree with me then that you think celebrities are allowed to be kind of, you know, dicks if, if somebody else is kind of being a, an obvious dick. Yeah. To yeah. Them. The, and the, I, I don't, the, yeah. I don't disagree. The guy was kind of being a dick cause he's trying to get something out of it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, but, I think it's so, so, you know, it's different from, you know, if they're out in public, like the whole paparazzi thing. Like if you're out in public and you're so freaking f- famous that people just want to take a picture of you, then I don't think you really have a right to complain. You know, I really don't think right. you do. But signing no. and, you know, profiting off your signature, which is you have to actually engage in that act and do it. Like, I, I think it's their prerogative to lay off that stuff and just be like, I'm not going to do it. Now, I always think it's a dick move 
when celebrities just won't sign anything, even for the real fans. Like, you know, if they're going to come out and greet fans and then they just won't sign anything, maybe they'll do some selfies or something and they won't sign. And and some of them always reference that as a thing. Like, well, I don't want you to turn around and sell my signature on me. I I still think that's a dick move. Like, if you're a mega fan, if you're waiting in line... You know, like after a concert, we're hoping to get like, you know, a glimpse or maybe they're going to come by. Like those people should be signing. Right. And the and the coolest yes. guys always come. You see little clips of people on Instagram and TikTok where, you know, they get these little glimpses of celebrities and maybe they only sign like one or two things because they're moving quickly. But they do it because these people are crazy and they're just so happy to see them like that. Like that's what I think they should be doing, you know, in a controlled environment. Right. Which is usually how yeah. it is. But. Yeah. So anyway, but I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't knock Stephen Jenkins for not wanting to do, you know, to, to sign a bunch of stuff. But if the real fans are showing up and you do recognize that it is a real fan, you got to understand, you know, and I'm saying this to these, to these celebrities and to these uh, artists, like you got to understand you are also a fan of other artists. So if you are starstruck when you walk through an airport, because you see somebody that you you've looked up to, you know, you would hope that they would treat you with respect too. Here's my here's my airport story, and we have to get him on the podcast. Jude Gold from the No Guitar Is Safe yes. podcast. If you've ever seen, if you haven't listened to the No Guitar Is Safe podcast, I'm going to plug it right now. You should definitely yep. go on it. Um, and Dave, you know we're going to put this on Instagram and tag Jude in this. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I recognized him. And he was on tour with Jefferson Starship, who plays guitar for them. I was in Chicago, and I just noticed these guys because I noticed the the gear cases, and I'm like, "What? This is a band!" And I'm looking; it's a bunch of old guys, and then this younger guy, and I'm like, "Who?" I'm like, "Oh my god, this is Jefferson Starship, and that's Drew Gold." So when I went over and talked to him, we had a great time. He gave me a pick that says "No Guitar Is oh. Safe" or Jefferson Starship pick. He gave me something. I have it around here somewhere. Anyway, it was a really cool. It was a it was a moment, and he was very cool because I went up to them and I'm like, "You guys are Jefferson Starship, and you're a Jude. I love your podcast." Anyway, it was a cool. Very it it cool. was a cool moment, and he was. And very if you listen cool. to the podcast, it, it it turns out every guitar actually is safe. So don't be <laughs> don't be concerned. You know, it's all right. They don't like you know smash guitars on the podcast. So. Jude does a pod. Anyway. If you don't know his pod, Jude does a pod where he's he's an amazing guitar player. Like I said, he plays with with Jefferson Starship. He's an editor at Guitar Player Magazine, that whole franchise of magazines. Um, and he goes and interviews guitar players, but he does it in person, and they play guitar together. It's it's a yes. great if you haven't listened to it. It's cool. even if you Good. don't know who the artist is that he's interviewing. It's always an awesome like guitar hang that he does with everybody. So I would recommend yes. it. But I, I had to talk about that because I I ran into him in an airport and he was incredibly yeah, cool. Yeah, very very you cool. So very anyway. cool. All right, Dave, go check out the pod. Yeah. Um. Oh, what time is it? Oh, it is time uh, for the dad joke I, I, segment. Oh, it is, is it? Okay. Oh, oh we're bringing the dad joke segment back. I thought we if did, you've I, been listening to this pod for a long time, you know, for the longest time, it was obvious that we would have a dad joke segment and we never did. And we started doing this now, except in the last couple of weeks with the interviews, we have, but we're going to bring back the dad joke segment this week. Um, hey, Matt, you know, my boss asked me to make a business presentation and I said and said I should start with a joke. Yeah. So I put my pay stub on the first slide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay, moving on. 
<laughs> oh, Bob Barker died. Yeah, this week. Bob Barker died. Did you see the memes? The obvious memes. You know, the coolest guy to make it to ninety nine and not and go not over. go over. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. Yeah. No, anyway, I mean, yeah. how many, Dave? How many sick days did you spend as a kid? Oh, the Price is Right on. So many. <laughs> so many. So many. Anytime you were sick as a kid, you put that on and you'd watch like that was Sesame Street, and then you'd like maybe yep. you'd get over to uh, the Price is Right. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Every time. Yep. Uh, that meant that also meant the end of that show was also very sad on a sick day because that meant kind of the day the the off day from school. Was yeah, like it was over, almost over. You know? Once they got to the showcase, what was it called? The yeah, showcase. The, the showcase. The showdown. showcase showdown. Once they got to the showcase yeah. showdown, you're like, oh man. Oh, my oh, sick man. day's almost over. Oh, well. Maybe I'll pretend to be sick tomorrow, Yeah, exactly. Too. And it'll be like, do 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 So there's our tribute to Bob Barker. All right. So anyway, what happened? What right. happened? What else we got? We got we got some cool stuff going on. Oh, we got some stuff. Yeah, let's, should we comment on this thing that kind of took the, oh, uh, yes. it took a little bit of the internet, the guitar internet by storm this week. Yeah, let's talk um, about it. This, so I, kid, maybe you should kind of go give you the, give the listeners kind of like a little bit of a, uh, you know, a background on what, what this is, because I'll be honest, I didn't know who this channel, who this guy is. I don't know who this guy is. It's KDH. I've so, never watched so, his channel. So there's this guy named KDH and he has this channel on YouTube and it seems like what he likes to do is start, start shit. <laughs> Yeah. Right. He was the punk he, in like first grade. And he you know. seems like he has it out for the whole Andertons crew. So you might remember a few years back, I think it was, I don't know when it was, maybe 2019 pre pandemic, he went after Rob Chapman. He said all these terrible yep. things about, oh, yeah. you know, Chapman. Oh, that's guitars this guy. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet Rob was like, you know, misleading people and. You know, and and I think Rob actually, you know, it kind of it kind of picked up a little bit of steam, and I think Rob took a little bit of a hit from it. Um, but you know, a lot of the stuff like may have been true, but is one of these things like, well, you know, whatever. Who really cares, right? Like, one, one, I, one of the things I remember was like Rob, like Chapman guitars had this big launch at Nam that they were going to make made in the UK, like kind of custom shop. Um, stuff for Chapman guitars. And then, you know, they ran into production problems. They ran into issues and they never, it never happened. And so he, this guy's like calling this out. Like this is a big misleading thing. And you know, Chapman guitars is a disaster and they're terrible and all this stuff. So anyway, and then he, he had some personal attacks against Rob as well. So anyway, this guy's like a shit stirrer in the, in the, in this guitar world that people actually watch his stuff. He recently came out um, and called out Lee Anderton um, who we consider a friend of the show because he was on the Guitar Dads podcast. So you should go check check out that episode Absolutely. if you haven't done it. You know, going out after you you already know where this is going to go because I'm you know we're obviously we're going to be on Lee's side here. But um, you know, he came out calling out that Lee Anderton was not upfront about his um, relationship with Victory Amps. Okay. Now, yeah, like he doesn't disclose it every he video. Doesn't like, discl- okay. He doesn't disclose. He doesn't disclose. He never officially disclosed that you know he was an investor in Victory Amps, right? And that Victory Amps is you know somewhat connected to Andertons, right? And so, you know, this is something that I think is like the worst kept secret in the world. You know, anybody that watches the Andertons channel, that they were, they were Rob Chapman, um, had a signature 
victory very early on and so did Pete 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 Honore had his signature early on and so did Rabia it's like the whole crew had an Anderton signature ramp and was heavily involved and there was always one on the channel for you to think that they didn't have some affiliation is a little naive to me right even if they didn't come out and say this is somewhat affiliated because Lee invested with a massive, and it wasn't just Lee that started the company. It was a massive group of investors that did it. And, um, you know, but he wasn't involved in the day-to-day running of the company, right? So, you know, he's calling this out like this is a big deal and that this is a big misleading thing and we've all been hoodwinked and Lee's the worst, worst guy in the world. Lee, being the upfront guy that he is, came out and told the whole story about what actually was going on. Yeah. And he didn't apologize. He just said, this is the deal. I wasn't hiding it. Um, yes, I might not have come out and said specifically. Nor should he apologize. You know, yeah. Yes, I didn't come out and specifically say that I was an investor in it. But, you know, that's not necessarily something that he needs to come out and say at the same time. Right. right. You don't need to know every single, you know, investment that um, a YouTuber or a company makes. You don't, that, you no, know. No, and in fact, on YouTube, you don't, you know, the, I think the rules are in terms of disclosure is like if you're sponsored by a product that you're, there's you're no using rules, on the Dave. video. There's no rules. That's all optional. Well, that's well there's optional. like, yeah. yeah, there's optional. Yeah, but yeah. I mean like the, the unwritten rules and yeah, what, you're what right. people the are supposed rules, to be doing. Yeah. You know, though that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that he, you know, that I think I think where this where this but hold on though, this guy Dave. is making a mistake. But hold on. Oh, go ahead. But hold on. That I interrupted the story. That doesn't apply to Andertons because Andertons is a freaking music retailer. That's so right. If you're watching Andertons and you think they don't have a skin in the game for you to buy the thing that they're demoing, you're nuts. It's a freaking store. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> if you're watching Andertons videos, guess what? They're selling something to you every single week it's a store. and they do great con- they do great content <laughs> and they're not and they're honest about what they're doing. They don't they don't BS anything. You know, it's a very uh, uh, to me it's a very like, you know, the whole- clean operation if you want to call it that. I don't I don't take anything away from what they've done. They've done an unbelievable job with their channel. And uh, we talked to Lee and we had Pete on. It, it's they do such a fantastic job. If you watch that channel and you think you think something otherwise, then I don't even know what you're thinking. <laughs> and look, guys, you know? we've we've met these guys in person. Well, not in person. We met them over Zoom because no. they're in the UK. The, these guys, you get what you get. You know, we talk to them off off air. You get what you get with these guys. They're, they're, they're not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Just You're just going to have to trust us. You know, you might be listening to this and be like, well, that's easy for you to say. Maybe it is, but, you know... When I tell you these guys yeah, are genuine guys, this, it also happens to be it true. It happens to be true, and 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 I'll tell you another story. Lee told the story on his episode of Guitar Dads. Go and listen to it. The reason Pete Honore started working for Andertons is because Andertons were demoing something for what was it Mesa? It was the Mesa Cab Clone, and they did a video basically. And it showed in the video that they didn't like the thing. <laughs> yep. And it got them in trouble. They, they are on. It got them in trouble. They're very honest about that. That's it got right. him in trouble. It yep. got them in trouble and Pete in trouble because Pete was a demonstrator for Mesa at the time. And it got Pete essentially f- f- fired from Mesa. Fired from Mesa. So like yeah. Lee 
and Rob were so upfront about what they didn't like about this thing. You know, it was so obvious d- during the shooting of this that they didn't like it that they got them got them in some hot water. So you know, to me, that's a prime example of these guys aren't trying to pull the wool over your eyes. But at the same time, they're a business and they sell stuff. This is how they yeah. pay. They stay. This is how they exist. That's how they pay their bills. Of course, they're selling you I mean, something. It's just what it is, but that, like Matt said, they are they these two, you know, they, they are they are some of the most genuine guys out there. When when we mean it, and we're not just saying that, but and, and it, it, like Matt said, it sounds really easy for us to say, but it's really true. And if you, you know, if you are a fan of, if you are, if you are a subscriber to their channel and you watch their channel with any frequency, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, they're not the kind of guys that come on and just like try to push a product and lie about it and BS this and you know, but every time you're watching that, you you are essentially, you know, being sold a product just like you are, by the way, on any of these YouTube channels that you, exactly. that we all love and Everybody know, you know, it's the same it, yeah. exact thing. So I think it's very disingenuous for people to come on and bash Lee in the, in the, in the channel for, you know, not disclosing, disclosing a relationship with victory amps on every single video because it's not like now I have, I watched every single one of Lee's videos. No, but I can tell you like how many of those videos does he come out and be like, Oh, so we're playing this pedal and blah, blah, blah. We're going to play this guitar through this victory amp. And by the so, way, this yeah. victory amp is such and such and blah, 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 blah. How many of those videos? A lot of them. Not that. Well, not, not where he details an amp. Oh no, that's true. No, that's uh, so, sorry. Where he's sorry. pushing and he's yeah. pushing no, that's a good and point. he's pushing a, he's pushing a victory. No, that's amp. right. W- not, but but not even many. if he was, it's a retail operation and they're selling you gear. That's right. right. And here's the other thing. Well, victory some, some amps, might argue that well, may, why is he pushing victory in on another ramp? But guess what? Maybe, but you victory go watch the amps videos. are not the only amps that are behind them. You that's know? my point. So that's the point. And here's the other thing. Victory amps are freaking awesome, by the way, just so everybody that's knows. the other point. <laughs> um, just so you know, they're awesome. But but still, like, this isn't about us, you know, kissing everybody's ass. It's us calling us like we, calling it like we see it, right? That That's what this is about. That's right. And I think yep. KDH, you know, this guy should get a different hobby or a different job or something, um, in my opinion. So. <laughs> I think he's just, he's obviously, he's, he gets he's, likes, you know. He gets views. He gets likes. Yeah. It's all about the clicks, yep. right? And this is the kind of stuff that's unfortunately out there these days that that does get clicks. It gets people like us to talk about it. Is as bothered as I was to put this on our show notes and talk about this tonight. I was like, well, you know what? We'll give him. We'll gi- we're going to give the guy his his, uh, his due, and we'll, we're going to give us give everybody our opinion on the whole thing. Yeah. Um. But this is the this is why he does this this kind yeah. of stuff because people talk about it. But anyway, we're done talking about that. Well, I think, I think there's other people in the gear community to go after. Other, I don't know why this guy has it up for the Andertons crew. Maybe they f- fired him. Maybe he used to work for them. Maybe that he bought a guitar from them and like they, he couldn't return it. I don't know what the heck's going on. But this guy has it out I for them. And just, he's got to, you know, he's just got to get over it. <laughs> it's a po- I think it's a popular channel. It's easy. Everybody yeah, knows yeah, who point. who Andertons is yeah. and. And it's easy. It's easy to kind of to to name drop like that, and then you get clicks. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. all it is. So it's a. It's to me, it's a childish thing. But that's anyway, our sense. I, that's our on. two cents on this. On that. Well, speaking of not being genuine about things, yeah. Um, so this we've talked about this many times, but I thought maybe we could do a little bit of a deeper dive tonight. Um, the because this topic seems to be heating up. Um, the whole idea of backing tracks. And when you go to a show, you're not hearing a real live 
Oh. Whether it's rock pop, doesn't I matter. I hate it. Um, you, I hate it too. And, and, and there's been, there have been countless musicians lately who have been very vocal on social media on both sides of the argument. And, you know, to, in their defense, will bring up very good points on both sides of the argument, you know, to, to, to some degree where I may actually understand, may not agree with what they're saying, but I understand why they may be using a backing track because it's something they, they want to really give oh, you yeah. the song as, as it was done in the studio and give the fans that experience. And you can't do it live without a track. You know, that's fine. Where, where I have a problem is, you know, where there there's complete guitar parts or vocals that are completely not live. So I get like and, if there's a weird like synth thing and you don't do a synth on every song, so you don't think it makes sense to hire a synth player to come out and try to reproduce this weird stuff and you want to run a track and do it, you know, I think that's okay. I think when you have tracks where you're running that the musicians on stage should be able to do, I just don't think tracks should be used to cover up like, you know, lack of skill of the musicians and, and all too often that's happening. Right. And I, and I just, I just don't like that. And I also think if, if you're doing too much of the production on stage, even if the musicians are awesome, it kind of covers up and takes away from what they're doing where you're not getting a full sense of how great these people are because it's being covered up by all this track stuff. So that, that's why I personally don't like it, but you know, I've seen you two a bunch of times U2 makes great use of backing tracks um, to great effect for the feel and everything, but they're not doing it as a core of their sound. Of course, it's not on every song, you know, so, so I think. But do they need to is the question. Well, I think, you know, I think. Don't you want to go see a live show and see the band? I don't go see the band, a band that I love to see them perform you know, a studio version. Oh yeah. I go to see them play a lot. I agree. I think that's what we all love. You know, we're, cause we're rock and roll people. Like we like to hear rock and roll and rock and roll is something that, you know, you could argue is, you know, a raw thing that can be produced live, you know, that people have been producing live for, you know, a long, long time. So there's no reason why you need to run tracks to, to do it. But, you know, you know, at some point people are used to hearing studio versions and they're disappointed by that. So I, I kind of see why these more modern bands, like Dave, we saw that band um, with Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge does not run tracks, but we saw, who was that band? We saw nope. oh, Skillet. Was that where they were? Skillet. Yeah, so Skillet. Yep. So Skillet, like their brand of this modern rock, which I don't really, I'm not really into, but their brand of it, like they would run these like weird tracks in the background, you know, um, and you know, it, it, it kind of like you can see like that's their sound, like having these weird ass tracks in the background of what the guitars and drums and bass are doing, you know, are kind of their sound. So like I could kind of get I was OK with that because I didn't think it was trying to cover up what the band was doing or it took too much away from the band. But it's just not my thing. Like it just to me, it sounds weird. It's like, what's all this noise going on on stage? Like just play your instruments and end it. But I like. How do you feel about a click track? Because there's been arguments against those too. And if you don't know what a click track is, a lot of, you know, you, you go to like, a show these it? days. I mean, the, very... click tra- the only reason you would use a click track is if you're running tracks. Well, not necessarily. Because a lot of that stuff is, is programmed to their, their lighting show and their video. And so the band needs to be on time and it needs to it just, it's a whole produced thing. So not necessarily playing background tracks, but if you're, if you're if, if there's so many cues that come oh, yeah, in that's, for that's, video and look, lighting, click, 
that's why that's a lot of times why bands oh, use yeah. that. But there's yeah, been a true. lot of there's other there's been people out there recently who have been complained even about that. Like, oh, you know, back in uh you know, back in the day, those weren't used and bands were just as tight and they didn't have all this other production. Yeah, but okay, it depends on what do you go, what do you consider entertainment? Because if you're going to the show oh, yeah. to see the band play live and you want to hear music, that's yeah, if, great. If you, yeah. if you also want to see the production and everything else that a band has to offer as part of the live show, then that's an unfortunate, you know, you may consider that a... A, a cheat but that's an unfortunate uh necessary no no i don't th- i don't think running a, i think running a click track is actually harder for musicians to do you know i i've never played a live gig with a click track in my ears it would probably annoy the hell out of me and i wouldn't want to do it so i think musicians that do that are, are, are at a different level and if you're and if you're at a production where you know you need to sync v- video and lighting and stuff and, you, and it needs to be so synced that you need a click track to me that adds a whole layer of complexity that those players are dealing with so i give them a lot of credit i don't i, don't, I wouldn't take anything yeah. away i think click people don't like to play to a click track because it's not easy to do <laughs> well know? no there i'm 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 talking about some of the negative comments no, that's, that that's, out that's there about ridiculous. how that's that's even no cheating, that's that's know? ridiculous yeah you could argue like I agree. you know maybe I it comes from drummers because drummers probably take a lot of pride in that that they can keep the time without a click right. track so i i can kind of see that from my perspective you know as a singer and guitar player like no like i would not want to do that <laughs> that would make it harder for me in my opinion but you guys tell me if i right. think that's wrong but um yeah. So no, I don't yeah. take comment. Comment. I don't below, take any, you know? anything away from anybody that's playing to a, a click. I think that's very. It's difficult to do. It's often done in studios to be able to to um, to make sure that you're playing the same time every take, so that you can you can right. throw in different takes and, and the timing isn't off or anything. Although now with this the, the fancy you know software we have, you know you can you don't even need to do that anymore. You, don't need you can it. just like you know speed up or slow down a part anytime you want. You don't need to do that anymore. But sometimes they do it in studios still. So, but yeah, oh no, yeah. I mean, Pete was talking about when he was on how he was part of a big production. I don't know. I don't think it was with Tom Jones. I think it was it was something maybe it was Tom it was something involving an and it might have something been involving Jones. an orchestra where there was a click oh yes where there was a click yeah, 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 and he yeah. was saying yeah. how he screwed it up and uh <laughs> and he thought his life was over with that band but he sur- but that's he survived right. but um yeah i mean t- yeah, like, that's a layer of complexity it just is so anyway it really is well, you know, the guitar dads don't need any enhancements. Um, <laughs> and maybe, maybe maybe we actually do. And, and maybe you, you maybe you'd enjoy the show Dave better. Dave wants to run track. He, you, Dave, you ran a track earlier. What are you talking about? You're such a hypocrite. I, yeah, this is, in fact, what you're listening to isn't even me. This is all pre-recorded. I'm not even here. You know? No, I was so, saying you ran like that guitar dad's little intro track. Oh, that's yeah, right. You're running yeah, tracks. Yeah, that's right. Jeez, man. I'm running tracks. I, I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> But uh, anyway, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, thank you for listening to all our loyal listeners. You know where you can find us. And if you are new to the show, hey, man, thanks. Or lady, you know, thanks for coming to listen to us. And hopefully you come back next week for more antics. Um, And you know where you can find us at Guitar Dad's podcast over on Instagram and our private Facebook group. Come join the fun. Yeah. And, you know, keep this, keep the train rolling for us. If you would, we would greatly appreciate the support on Patreon patreon.com slash guitar dads podcast where we have multiple tier options for you if you so choose we would love it 
Um, and what also helps the show, you know, I know you guys are sick of hearing all this stuff on our podcast and all the other podcasts, but it really does help these shows. All these people putting out content, please help by putting comments and, and rating the show and all likes. that stuff below, below likes, you know, in the, on whatever platform you're listening right now, um, that helps every podcaster. So please do that. It takes two seconds. That would be great. We would definitely appreciate that. And, um, Hey Matt, anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, I think that was this week's Guitar Dads podcast. All right. Keep rock alive. Catch you on the flip.